the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61, from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, this is uh, Pastor Joe Sutton uh, from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. I'm back in the studio again, and I'm back here again this week with uh, with Terrell Hill. And we're going to continue our, our, our subject and talking about, about about manhood. If you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we've just been sharing from the fact, you know, how you know both of us coming from uh, single single parent homes. You know, and uh, and so mom tried to do the best she could, and uncles and cousins came in. Most of the time, they taught us stuff that we shouldn't have known. <laughs> and you get out there, you know what a man is in the street, but you don't know what a man is in the church. And uh, and and you know, and sometimes the 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 depiction of Jesus is not the kind of thing that makes you want to run and follow him at first. But when you read Jesus in Scripture, you know you want to follow him. You know, what I mean, I, I want to follow him. You know, what I mean the kind of people talked about or the little soft pictures I couldn't hang with that dude you know what I mean I, he wasn't going but maybe when I started reading about him I had a whole different viewpoint I would draw it if I was an artist it would be a whole different picture that, that uh, I, I would be drawing about our Lord and Savior so you know we ended last week we had to cut short Terrell was sharing with us some of the things that you know how the, the change in his in his sons and, 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 and what happens and, and what, what they've been going through and I want to give him an opportunity to to elaborate on that, and, and I'm just going to uh, start off first by sharing that I've been I've been having this problem the last uh, couple months is that my sons have been bringing me other sons. <laughs> As my sons tell their friends about our relationship and what we do, or they come around, they hang around, and stuff like that. You know, they call them and say, "Would you, hey, would your dad mind mentoring me, or would your dad mind doing this with me?" And, Everything like that, and I and I'm sitting. I'm just sitting there just the other day when I I got a text at two o'clock in the morning last night, and uh, my son saying, "Well, this guy's gonna call you. He wants to go preach the gospel in China. He just wants to get a perspective for you." And I told him he'd do good to talk to you. And I said, "Okay." And then I get another text after that. Oh yeah, and then another guy who's starting a business uh, up here at school. You know, I'm gonna bring him by because you know I think it'd be good, Dad, if he if he if he talked with you. You know what I mean? And so, and I had to deal with that even with my other sons. You know what I mean? So I have this group of young guys in their twenties that I find myself hanging out with, going, you know, sitting up in restaurants, mentoring and doing whatever, because they they don't have the opportunity to be around uh, a, a man. You know, just a, a, a just a Christian man, but. That's how I had to do it. You know, the guys in the church let me come hang around them because, you know, I was in Houston and my parents were in Chicago. Well, it wouldn't matter anyway. I couldn't. I was nobody in Chicago I could hang around. They would have taught me how to be a godly man. And so I'm just thankful that those guys opened up their homes, 
open up their schedules, you know, let me hang around them, go to work with them, because, you know, go on events, and I can just watch, you know, celebrate holidays with them, so I can learn just how, not only not only how to, to be a man, but how to treat a woman, how to treat how to treat my 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 my, my children, how to treat my enemies. You know, I, I, I you know I had to I had to learn a whole different perspective. So now, back to you and, and you, you and your boys. You explained us last time and how how you know words can't really describe it. They just see what's different in you. And I wrapped it up by saying that you know that as they always say it's it's taught it's caught better than it's taught. You know what I mean? So that when they see that change and they know dad is different. There's something that there's, there's something that's there. So do you have any long range goals you see you and your sons doing now that were different from some of the goals you had, say, five years ago? Uh, one of the most important things for me, Pastor Joe, right now is to teach my sons about the Lord, to teach them about the good things he has done in my life. You know uh, how he changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how he opened my eyes. Uh, I was just thinking about when you was talking about how uh, you have other sons. I remember one day uh, my son was outside and I was coming in and he had about six or seven of his little friends there and I was walking in the kitchen door and I said, I love you, man. He said, I love you, Dad. And as I was going in the door, uh, one of the little boys said, did you say you love your dad? And he said he loved you. And my son said, yeah. And I heard the little boy. My heart went out for him because I think every young man want to be loved by their dad. I think every young man yearn to be taught by their fathers, you know. And uh, I treat all their friends just like I treat them. You know, I'm not trying to be your buddy. If I can't tell you nothing right, I'm definitely not going to tell you anything wrong because I wouldn't even want to do it to my sons, you know. And I just can feel how openly honest my sons and them are with me about everything. You know, I, I am so thankful for God that they bring things before me and they be like, Dad, how you do this or how you do that? I, I let them know that uh, I give it to my father, you know, and I say he don't answer me right away and, you know, he don't show me things right away. I, I, I get the answer sometimes. It could be two weeks from now, you know. I try to tell my sons that, I have to die daily. I, the old me, I have to kill it daily. And I am just so grateful that God came in my life. And when I run into young men who crisis in their life, it's just such an amazing thing to me. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, man, I wish I would have caught that at your age. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I know the time that I did catch it was the right time. This is the time that God knew that I would do this. You know, and they say, if you raise your sons up in the ways... You know what I'm saying? I want to teach my sons that this is the way. You don't have to prove nothing in the streets. All that is wrong. That's why I say I was blinded. You know, the streets, all that, it's, it's a lie, you know? And it, it took me to get to this. Let's stop and park on the streets for a little while. You know, do you think that that, that void, that void of not having you know, that, 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 that man active in your life, giving you boundaries, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's basically what it is. You know, dads give you boundaries. You don't cross their boundaries. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, you know, mama got boundaries and she probably going to punish you or beat you, but 
at the same time, she may or she may not. You know what I mean? You you take a chance with her. With dads, you know, you don't you don't be taking no chance, right? Because you right. know, they, 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 it's just like I know that my mine will buck mom don't buck me. She said, "Why they don't buck you?" I said, "Cause I kill them." You know, what I mean? you know and, and for uh, and, and for people who don't grow up in the hood, you know, uh, killing is not uh, this is a word we use it for punishment. You know, <laughs> I always think we go around there finding mass graves in the, in the neighborhood, you know, but which is a, a phrase we use. But but but, do you think that void is what makes young people like me, you, other people we know, go out and join organizations? Yes. yes. Join organizations. They, you know, they looking for their father figure. And we join these street organizations where yes. we go out there and we get that we got that approval from this this man who, yes. who's teaching us how to do something and then we're learning it. We learn it so good we can do it better than them. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. and we going in there and, and, and so therefore, you know, that organization is filling a void that we should have. Right. You know, like you said about, you know, you came to the Lord when, when, at, at the time, time, right, for you. But, you know, Romans also says, how can they hear unless someone is sent? Now, I know where you grew up at. You knew where I grew up at. Right. There wasn't no missionaries in our neighborhood. None of it. None of it. You're right. Wasn't nobody going around in our neighborhood telling nobody about Jesus. Wasn't nobody having no backyard Bible club. Right. You know what I mean? Wasn't no youth for Christ. Wasn't no young life. Right. You know what I mean? Young life still ain't there. You know right. what I mean? You for Christ still ain't there. You know what I mean? I was there 50 years ago and it wasn't there. And hey, child evangelism ain't there. Nobody want to go up in them areas. They nobody want to, you know, uh, Campus Crusade, here's Life in the City, does have an office in Roseland. Yeah, they have an office, <laughs> oh, office in Roseland. Gets broke into a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, it ain't carrying no, no juice with the things because these, these everybody's out there running because in the organizations, you know, what I mean, you know, or what some people refer to as a gang, but you know, in the organization, you know, you finding your significance, you're finding you you have the big brothers and the uncles and the dads, and and it's all men, it's all just us. You know, what I mean, we call the shots. You know, what I mean, you know, we talked about earlier how you know you react two ways: you either rebel or conform. You know, what right. I mean, you grow up in a single mom house. If you conform, you respect women, right? You listen to women, you do what they say. If you rebel. You're mad because the woman been telling you what to do your whole life, and now you beat them, slap them upside the head, dominate them because that woman dom- dominates you. Yes. Me, I, I I conform. I I love black women. I I I don't. I I never did. Any, I never clowned or did anything, even in college, when it came to them. You know, and uh and so we had this this thing that void that's not being filled because people are not going out, and even us as men, though we may feel like you know we you know we in our fifties or whatever. We can still get out there and be a father figure to a shorty. And, and you know, you, you're so correct, Pastor Joel. And God has a, a way of doing those type of things with me without even me knowing it. You know, uh, I just sat and talked to young men, you know, and uh, it amazed me how they want their father figure so bad, so bad, you know, and they sit down and talk and be open and honest with me. You know, and uh, I'm at the Union Gospel Mission. And, you know, when guys, they having problems with them young guys, they come and get me. And I'm like, I don't work here. You know, <laughs> but I know God say get up and talk to them. And I don't know what it is. I know it's God that's doing this, that they'll sit down and listen to me. They humble themselves. You know, I don't come to them, you know, like I'm big, big, and tough. You know what I'm saying? I tell them the truth because I've been where they've been. And I be telling them that's the wrong way, you know. I said, if I could get what I have now at your age, 
it'll be a lot of better men out there, you know. And that's why I say when I see a young man that turned their life over to Christ, I applaud them because some of us have fear to do that because what we think our peers might say or whatever, you know. And I wish I can start back at it 15 again, you know, and I'll be riding with Jesus Christ all the way, you know what I'm saying, because it's, it's, the, it's the truth. It's the way a person really need to live, especially men, you know, and us as men, you know, we need to get out there. I look at it like this. If I didn't know you and my sons them came across you, I know you would tell my sons the right thing. Right. And I want to do that to every young man that I run into because I would never want no one influence my sons the wrong way, you know. And God, let me tell these young brothers, uh, young men, the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because I would never want anybody to put their fingers in my son's eyes. So I had to do it the correct way. You know what I'm saying? And it just amazed me how these young men, you know what I'm saying, want to, they, they, they want to be raised right. They want to be raised right. It's, it's peer pressure. You know, they don't have no dad. Nobody to tell them what to do. And the ones that they may have in front of them is doing the wrong thing. So they follow suit. You know what I'm saying? It's a shame, but it's life. You know what I'm saying? And I I do it unconsciously. If I speak to a young man, I, I, I tell him the truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be your friend and hang out with you, so I'm not going to lie to you. You know, this is the way and this is the truth. You know what I'm saying? And I told him, I said, man, I've been blinded for years. It's like they was hiding the truth from me. And when I found the truth out, I couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it need to be on every billboard, every sign, hanging over the stop signs at the red lights. You know what I'm saying? Because God is the way. You know, there is no other way. You know, I have been living wrong for many, many, many years. You know, I was lost. You know what I'm saying? I think about those different things. You know, I was lost. And so I thank God that I was found. You know what I'm saying? And I feel so undeserving of it. Right. And, and, you know, the thing, and that's the whole purpose of this show really is is that we just want to encourage people to share their faith. Because you don't have testimonies like yours, like mine, like anybody's without people sharing their faith. You know, sometimes even we go to church and won't even share our faith in church. We're scared to say the name Jesus in church. You know what I mean? You know, so it, we don't we say we, we sing worship song. We go through a whole worship series and don't even say the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? We or we kids can be in Sunday school for six, seven years and never get challenged to accept the Lord in their heart. And and I, I'm with Romans said, how, how can somebody hear unless unless they're unless someone tells them? How can someone tells them unless they're sent? And, you know, and, and we all have a, a, a call through the Great Commission to go out there and teach all nations, to teach people, not just to, to try to get them converted, but to teach them, to actually teach them. And, and, and we have to teach these 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 young men, yes. you know, how yes. to be men. You yes. know, what I mean, you know, we we, we you know, the Promise Keepers movement, a friend of mine was the head of Promise Keepers in, in, in uh, USA. And he, he told me, he said he, he took he, he left Promise Keepers and he went to, he went. You know, he's doing something in. African third world nations. And I asked him, you know, you know, he said promise keepers caught more flack from Christians, <laughs> from Christian females than they did from non-Christians. You know, and he said it just he said it trying to empower men just isn't isn't working. You know, what I mean, it, the third world where a man does take an active role, you know, in his home. And that's where they went to the third world. He said he went there. You know, and uh, and I told him, I said, man, I would I would love to try to 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 work your model in urban America, make some adjustments for it. But you know, he 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 is right in that. It it is hard. It is hard to to uh 
to get past that. You know what I mean? To yes. get that understanding yes. that because for so long it's been uh, uh, female dominated that to come in and to be coming with a male attitude is instantly you, you're looked at upon as chauvinist or, or Neanderthal or right, something in between. Right. You listen so to Isaiah true. 61. Uh, I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, and this is uh, Terrell Hill, and uh, we're just talking about manhood again. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back after the break and uh, just share some points, some viewpoints, some things you can share, what we can do to, to put our young men out here and, and, uh, and write this ship. Stay tuned. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. We here at AM980 The Mission want to take an opportunity to thank you, the local pastors of the Twin Cities, for your dedicated service to our community by personally inviting you to our Pastors Appreciation Lunch, Thursday, May 12th, at Banquets of Minnesota and Fridley. Our keynote speaker this year will be Chris Brown, whom you can hear weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on AM980 The Mission. It will be a delightful afternoon of lunch, fellowship, and camaraderie. Join us on Thursday, May 12th, with registration beginning at 10 a.m. by reserving your spot right now at am980themission.com. Brought to you by Cato Roofing. Hey, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, we sit here back at Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. I got Terrell here, Terrell Hill here, Hill here. <laughs> and uh, we're just we're just going down and talking about the subject of uh, of manhood and some of the things that that uh, that 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 we didn't have privilege to uh, going in and things that we want to make sure that uh, uh, that our, our our boys understand. You know, uh, I, I was seven years old. My phone was buzzing because it was my oldest son. You know, uh, he was the first one in the family, uh, first one of my boys to get to, to get married, and. Uh, and, you know, and so it was it was. Uh, so we have lots of conversations about, you know, what should be done, how it should be handled. And it's so funny uh, watching him uh, reap what he's sown over the years. <laughs> uh, so the things that he used to try to get away with at the house and now his kids are doing to him. It's just kind of a chuckle. Like my mother be laughing at me how they used to do me when I was back there. <laughs> I tried to warn him. I said, hey, man, hey, I'm just don't do it. It's coming back. I said, <laughs> Trust me, it's coming back. I said, you ain't acting this way for nothing. I said, it's coming back. You ain't going to get away with it. You know, you try to pass that tidbit of information on to them. But you said something at the break that was real real good. And I wanted uh, to hit on that. You know, people, I just want you to understand is that, that it's not enough to be happy that somebody comes to church. And we get happy. Don't get me wrong. I get happy, too. I remember my mom came to the Lord. I had to, I had to deal with my mom, get her to come to the Lord. And she came to the Lord. All my friends came around me and said, are you happy? You happy your mom comes to the Lord? And I was sitting there just straight faced as a mug, right? They said, you should be happy. You should be rejoicing. I said, for what? Now the battle begins, <laughs> right? And they like, the battle begins. I said, yeah, because now she got to be taught. Right. This lady's 60 years old, right? She's 60. I'm 35. And I got to teach her. I got to try to teach her or make sure she gets to a church and can teach her how to be Christ-like. 
because my mother was not Christ-like. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, so it was like, and that's the battle. The the, the 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 getting to the point of needing Jesus, and you can say that, you know in your own life it's been true. The battle is this is how I usually handle stuff. I run, I hide, right. I do whatever. This is how I usually handle stuff. But now I have to handle things in a whole different way. You know, like you brought up the instance that when you know when you first you know was with with uh, your, your 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 girlfriend, your kid's mom. You know that that she took over the role as the man of the house. Right. You know, because that's what she'd been used to. That's how she was raised. Her mama ran the house. You know, your mama ran the house. And so you said, well, OK, you can run it. You can have it. You know, you right. just run the house and, and you just went there because that's what you've been taught. But now that you come into a, 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 a avenue that you see that you're supposed to be the head, that you have to love her like Christ loved the church. And now you got to try to switch some things up. And then there's conflict. Right. You know, what I mean, there's conflict because you're not used to that. It's what you see. And, and and so people, when they're not used to something, haven't seen something, they reject it. And so, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, young men growing up that think it's okay for the woman to buy them stuff, for the woman to get up and go to work and they stay home and play video games because that's what they saw. Because mama's boyfriend stayed home and played video games and ate up all the food in the refrigerator and brought his, brought his friends over and they smoked weed and drank beer. That's normal. Yes. Right. And then you got little girls that think that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to take care of their man. You know what I mean? That's how you take care of your man. And it's become normal. Right. Because no one's out there teaching. Scripture says this, that the, the, the older women should teach the younger women, the older men should teach the younger women. I mean, so when you have this absence of men and manhood, which when you walk in some churches with them, it's just three to one female. Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, who's grabbing these young guys? You know, I mean, I do. I mean, you know, I'd be on them. You know, they can't they can't get a grade. And a kid on my track team showed up with five S. You know, I mean, uh, the other day to practice his mom brought him to practice. It was over. Oh, it was over. He'd been getting calls every day. It it was it was it was it was up up and down his throat, you know, like a madman. You know, I mean, and, uh, you know, and so and his mom knew that's why she brought him to me and said, like, he, he is not responding. He ain't getting this. And I said, oh, no, bro, come here. No, you stand with me today. You know what I mean? You, I said, I'll bring him home. You know what I mean? Right. We, you ain't going down this road. You know what I mean? You know, say, you know and, and no excuses, no bar. You know what to do and, and because that becomes normal. And then they, they think that's what's supposed to happen. But, you know, I wish a guy would try to talk to my daughter and think of my daughter going to go to work and he going to stay home. I will come up in that house, say sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. Record this. <laughs> I will come up in that house and drop that fool. I hear you. Throw him out the door. And if she say something, which she won't, you know what I mean? Because she gonna tell flat out. If my dad shows up, you better run. You know what I mean? You know because I tell my kids, y'all better drop me in the walkway. Y'all better pull a gun out and drop me in the walk. Because when I come in the door, everybody getting a whooping. You know what I mean? Everybody. I tell my son in laws that, my daughter in laws that. I say. I'm the only one you got to fear. You don't have to fear child protection. You ain't got to fear the IRS. You ain't got to fear nobody. <laughs> mess mess up like that and see what see what happens. You know, it comes down here. But they know that and they understand. They know I love them. I give them my last. You know what I mean? I support them. I stay up late night with them and everything like that. It's not about being a bully or anything like that. It's about it's about communicating them. This is what men do. We take care of our family. Right. Christ takes care of the church. Even when the church doesn't do anything for him. He still does for the church. 
So I'm gonna ask you for a closing comment here. Yeah, you out there sharing with somebody. You 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 sharing with uh with with another with another guy who's in a similar situation like you. You know, uh, just 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 tell 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 him what's the most important thing he can do to to, to transfer to his to to the next generation. What's the most important thing he can transfer? First thing, I wouldn't tell him about my testimony. I would tell him what God has done for me in my life. Now. Right. The amazing things he did. You know what I'm saying, Pastor Joy? I'm talking about when you king your ears to God and listen to him, you know what I'm saying? Because I went through the struggle when he tell me to do something, I wouldn't do it right then and there. But I've learned to do it. And I'm talking about it's a love that I can't explain to anyone because I never experienced this love, you know. And I'm just, you know, I'm just so grateful, Pastor Joe, just to uh, be able to have God in my life. You know what I'm saying? I think what you said is true. I think we need to go out and share this. I, I think people are selfish when they don't go that's in the church and know what God will do for you and not busting out in the streets so other people can experience this. So basically as the music starts to play and as we wind down, I'm just going to tell you this. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. To preach good news to the poor, Amen. heal the brokenhearted, Amen. set the captives and the prisoners free. And that's what we need to be doing. But first, you need to start in your own family. Yes. Don't go around there trying to preach at the church or preach on the block when your house ain't running rolling right. Get your house right. When your house gets right, you go out there and let that thing spread. And let it spread till we can get the world right. There will come a generation that won't be able to do that. And that'll be the last days. But until it comes, dominate. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.